All right, is it time for our uh, game show? Indeed it is. All right, kids, are you ready for what's on Secretary Mayor Pete's schedule? (laughs) That's right, folks. We have a special treat for you via the Freedom of Information Act of 1975. I have obtained the first five weeks of Pete Buttigieg's schedule as Secretary of Transportation, and I have turned the contents into a quiz Play along at home and try to beat our challenger, Samuel David Sachs. Try. Try and you will fail. Sam Sachs is a graduate of the Florida Institute of Technology, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) he majored in blunts. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I've just tried to introduce... You're going to make people think I'm one of those... uh, math science guys true you did you did uh what you went to florida state then transferred to florida was that it no i went to north florida and then transferred to florida state and got a degree in philosophy which essentially is the same as blunt rolling (laughs) (laughs) nice well at least it helps you argue online and uh certainly do a lot of that all right Mm -hmm. Shall we get started? All right, let's do this. Do I have a phone a friend? Do I have do I have an ask the audience? Do I have 50-50? You have none of those things. Okay. So I am going to ask some questions, 15 of them, I believe. Uh, and none of them are multiple choice, but as I said at the top of the show, there will be some context clues. Okay. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I tried to make it so that I don't look like an idiot for asking the questions. My, my uh, you know, I'm putting something on the line here too. <laughs> uh, there, I think there's one or two. So audition tape for your next gig as a Jeopardy questions writer. That's right. And uh, I think there's one or two yes or no's, but it's, uh, yeah. Without right, let's do it. Fu- without further ado, let us get into it. Question one, and play along at home. Keep your own score. Um, you know, DM Sam and tell him that you beat his ass, even if you didn't. And uh, yeah, let's just do this. Question one. On his first day in office, in one of the very first meetings he took after being sworn in, Pete Buttigieg met with the CEO of a company that has been a major player in the U.S. economy in the last 100 years, though its importance has diminished somewhat in the past few decades. Which company was it? Hmm. Let's go. Can can I get like uh? Can I get some clue? Can I ask for clues or is that unfair? I mean, the the, the audience will get some clues too. Okay, it'll okay. be at your discretion. I can I, I will, get like a sector. Can I get an? Is that too much? I will give you a clue here because I I had a, some follow ups. I guess there was a bit of a clue at the end in what you said, but so uh, the company in question it briefly featured. In Mayor Pete's presidential campaign, 
when he met with picketing workers who were striking against the company, and he asked on camera, how much is left in your strike fund? Is this General Motors? You got it. All right. All right. Pete met with Mary Barra, the CEO of GM. First day. First day on the job. So he, he runs, he's running for president, meeting with picketing workers. Then he gets the gig as transportation secretary and meets with the CEO. Yes, correct. I, to be honest, I would not be surprised if that is like, if it is tradition for uh, the incoming transportation secretary to meet with the GM CEO. I would not be surprised if many, many other transportation secretaries before Buttigieg had done that same thing. Whether or not that's true, he did it. He did it. One of the first meetings he took. Uh, by the way, that strike where Buttigieg asked the workers about their strike fund, uh, it lasted about 40 days. And uh, yeah, so I, I don't know why I brought that up. I just, I felt like if, if in case you were wondering... <laughs> The strike is not still going on. Well, I'm one for one with the uh, help of an, a, a hint. I got a hint to help on that one. You did. And I will, if you want, I will reread the question. Okay. <laughs> How about that? Thank, thank you for that. Question number two. Believe it or not, Buttigieg did meet with a labor leader on his first day in office though it was it was at the end of the day make of that what what you will who did Buttigieg meet with I think Trumpka was still alive was it Trumpka you got it all right, all right. felt like that was a that was a gimme but that's why setting up a blistering pace here for the listeners to try and keep up that's why I left it vague <clears throat> By the way, Trumpka was the uh, only labor leader he met with in, in the first five weeks. Uh, no Sarah Nelson, but Trumpka. He did go to the AFL-CIO for an event later on uh, in, in, his, in the early part of his tenure. But anyway, question number three. GM CEO Mary Barra was also not the very first person that Buttigieg met with as Secretary of Transportation. He also met with Paul Scutellis, the head of the American Public Transit Association, which, despite its name, includes private sector members. <laughs> but before that, Buttigieg met with a foreign official, the very first person he met with, his counterpart from which country? I will say Mexico. Wrong. Canada? Yes, it was Canada. Yeah, it was, was. Buttigieg met with Canadian Minister of Transport Omar Algebra, who represents the Mississauga Center riding in suburban, on, suburban Toronto, which is a very Buttigieg-esque part of Canada. And that suburban Toronto is full of psychotic dullards. I should have trusted my gut there. Like Canada seemed like the obvious one, but uh, you know, I, I I went against myself there. I don't I don't know what I was thinking. It must be the nerves of having to compete right now. <laughs> this brings us to question four. 
It makes sense that the U.S. Secretary of Transportation would meet with their Canadian counterpart during the first uh, day in office. Did Buttigieg also meet with his Mexican counterpart in the first few weeks in office? Yes or no? I'm going to, despite my answer to the prior question, I'm going to say no to this question. <laughs> yeah, no, he did not. All right, all right. He did not. I was wondering how your answer uh, in the earlier question would affect that question, but I think uh, you saw what just I was going with. Cutting my prior self loose, just letting it go is wrong. Moving on forward. Question five. In his first five weeks in office, Buttigieg met with eight foreign officials. Only two of them didn't represent European countries or countries that were formerly British settler colonies like Canada. What two countries, neither European nor British settler, former British settler colonies, what two countries did those officials represent? Now, keep in mind that A, Israel is European, Okay. And that B, Buttigieg uh, did not meet with an Israeli official in his first five weeks, surprisingly. I will give you that. So what two countries? All right, I'm going to say, why do I feel like I saw a headline of him meeting with his Brazilian counterpart? I don't know. Why did you? Is, is, I'm going to say Brazil is one of them and Japan is the other one. Close on one, not on the other. It was India and South Korea. That admittedly was a bit of a tough question. And yeah, uh, maybe, maybe I should have given you more context clues. No, that's that's fine. That's fine. I had to get a few wrong here to give the audience a chance. I think, what am I, four for six right now? Uh, ye, uh, four, three for five. Okay. Three for five. Um. Yeah, I guess I, I counted uh, both those wrong answers as uh, the same, the Indian South Korea one, or the, what did you say, Brazil and Japan. Japan was a good guess. He probably should have met with the, his Japanese counterpart, considering how huge the... Uh, well, South Korea is a huge trading partner. True. In terms of automobiles. True. Both South Korea and Japan, so... Um, yeah, I, sh I should have given you more context there. But anyway, uh, question six. Boo this man, boo. In in including General Motors' Mary Barra, Pete Buttigieg met with 10 corporate CEOs during his first five weeks in office. CEO from which industry did B Buttigieg meet with CEOs the most? The airline industry. You got it. Damn. You got it. Seven out of ten of the CEOs were from the airline industry. Alaska Air, Hawaiian Airlines, Spirit Airlines, JetBlue, United Airlines, Southwest, and Boeing. He met with one other automotive CEO. That was Bill Ford from Ford. And uh, one railroad CEO. I was, I was thinking railroad, but I said, hey, we fly now. We're living in the modern era. We're flying planes now. He's meeting with plane CEOs. Okay. Question seven. Believe it or not, one of these CEOs from the airline industry may have gotten some criticism from Buttigieg based on two policy briefings and one meeting that he had with victims of this company's shortcomings. The company, I will tell you, was Boeing. Why was Buttigieg getting policy briefings about a failure linked to Boeing? In other words, what was the controversy centered around? This was the uh, M MCS 
pilot system or something. I, I forgot what it was called, but it led to the two crashes of the Ethiopian air crash and the... I, I will give you that. It is the 737 Max. Is, Max, that's Yes. Right. So, I mean, you you basically knew. Um, yeah, I was getting I, to 737 Max, so I was naming the component within the 737 Max that was yeah, malfunctioning. I, that was I honestly... Was like the MCS, but... Yeah, that, that, that was... Um, a graduate level answer. Ethiopian, Ethiopian air. Yeah, the Jeopardy, the Jeopardy judges might not have been so kind, but I, <laughs> I knew exactly what you were going for, so um, you get credit. There we go. Okay, this one, I admittedly, you know, again, I, I feel like I'm really like hanging you and the listeners out to dry here by how I frame this question, but you know what? You can't get them all right. No. Can't get them all right. So don't no. beat up on yourself if you get this one wrong. How many national TV appearances did Mayor Pete have scheduled in his first five weeks in office? So normally on like game shows, when they ask you to do a number, it's usually like a round number or it's like one or zero or something. Um, so I, I'm guessing you wouldn't be asking me a question where I have to like name some random ass number that ends in like. 23 or something but i'm gonna say first five weeks we're talking yeah maybe one a week five Ooh, close two a week ten, ten. Mm. ten. All, right. all right now here's a follow-up question three of these appearances were on late night tv which shows did buddha judge do uh, Jimmy Fallon. Correct. Uh, James Corden. Mm. Stephen Colbert. No, no. Ooh, it was, it was, really? Fall- it was Fallon, Kimmel, and Seth Meyers. Oh, okay. Sticking, sticking with NBC for two of them. Well, I think he knows where his uh, bread is buttered. <laughs> By the way, there was a uh, Politico report that came out in March 2021 uh, in the time frame we're dealing with here, which was instructive about uh, Pete's TV appearances and you know what he was what he was going on about. And I'll just read it. Joe Biden's cabinet secretaries are lying low. They haven't been doing a lot of national media interviews outside of outlets like NPR, MSNBC, and CNN. Despite invites, none of them have appeared on Fox News. The late-night shows are basically cabinet-free. Except for Pete, that is. The transportation secretary <laughs> is not usually the most public-facing member of the cabinet, but Pete Buttigieg has been just that for the Biden administration. He has done more high- and low-profile televised and video interviews than any other cabinet secretary. While some nominees did an interview here and there, Buttigieg essentially obliterated the unwritten rule that nominees don't talk to reporters ahead of confirmation hearings. And after initially making a play to be UN ambassador, he is making the transportation department into an unlikely bully pulpit. So that led me to uh, want to ask a question that is not directly related to his schedule. You won't find the answer to this on the schedule, but I figured it was worth asking anyway because it's it's related. According to press reports during the transition period, Pete Buttigieg turned down a far more powerful position to be Secretary of Transportation. 
even though this position was far more powerful than the one he eventually took, Buttigieg reportedly called it, quote, staff level. What was the job? Um, CBO director. No, it was the director of the Office of Management and Budget. Oh, that's that's what I meant to say. Damn it. Well, yeah, you there's no up. CBO office. That's the Congressional Budget Office. That's what I meant, though. That's that, what I meant. <laughs> take it up with the... With the listeners, All right, yeah, I, miss, I misspoke, but that's I, I, yeah, I understand. I don't get that. Yeah. Hopefully, so, hopefully someone gained some ground on me there. If you weren't aware of what OMB does, it basically entails influencing every single major regulation and piece of legislation that goes through Washington. Uh, they get camera time, too. You might recall Mick Mulvaney when he was OMB director for uh, Trump got a lot of camera time. Uh, he didn't get to pose in front of planes and trains, and though, but I don't know. Boy genius Pete, he didn't want the gig. He thought it was not important enough when, in fact, it was exactly the opposite. And I guess that's what prompted Biden to then ask Neera Tannen to uh, <laughs> do it, <laughs> right? That's what she was nominated for and then had to withdraw the nomination. That's true, yes. Neera Tannen uh, was nominated for the position and had to withdraw. Um. Because of her tweets. Because of her tweets. Yeah, I, I I don't get the logic why he went with Nira for many reasons, but you got to credit her. She actually she knew that it was a powerful position and wanted it. So, All right, moving on. Uh, there are actually 16 questions because I mislabeled my questions, but we are on 11. Okay. Uh, question 11. Buttigieg met with three other unsuccessful 2020 Democratic presidential candidates. Two of them held the same job, but at different times. Who were these two? When you say same job, do you mean transportation secretary? Or they both held a different job, but it was the same job? They did not. They were not transportation secretary. Okay. They, they, at one point in their respective careers, they had... Um, the same job, not at the same time. Does that make sense? Yes, got it. Huh. Um, I'll give you another hint. You got it. You got to dig back deep into the <laughs> primary here, because. <laughs> um. Like, w- would would mayor of two different cities be the same job? Mayor of the same city would be the same job. Okay. Damn. Um, a lot of mayors in the Democratic field, but I don't know any that would have been the same of the same city. Okay, I think I'll give you a hint here. Cory Booker, one of them. No, I was gonna say that I. Well, I'm. I was gonna give you the hint, but I'm not actually sure that it's true. That I think. That one of them dropped out before the other entered, but did he meet with? Did he really meet with Bloomberg? Yes. Oh, so he met with Bloomberg and he met with uh, what's his what's his face? Uh, the other mayor of New York. Uh, so close. Uh, 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 um, fuck. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Tall, goofy bastard. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. 
Uh, uh, I've already forgotten his name. Uh, How do you forget his name? How do you I forget can't his believe name? It. Doesn't he have like a oh Bill De Blasio? Yes. Did he have a name like Wilhelm too? Yeah, War- Warren Wilhelm was his birth name. <laughs> I almost thought Warren Wilhelm before I got his real name. <laughs> so yes, Michael Bloomberg and Bill De Blasio both met with Pete in his first few uh, weeks. Pete met with De Blasio while De Blasio was still mayor, and uh, he met with Bloomberg two days before. Makes sense why he'd meet with with De Blasio, given. New York is a major transportation hub. Uh, why are you meeting with Bloomberg, though? I have some questions about that, and I might have to fo- file a follow-up uh, FOIA for that meeting because I have some—I have a lot of questions uh, or, or ideas for questions. Um, yeah, an incredibly rich dipshit who. I do I need to go more into it than that? I mean. No. <laughs> I don't think so. We'll we'll save it for the FOIA. So question 11, or sorry, 12. The other 2020 Democratic candidate that Pete met with was Bernie Sanders. Now, did he meet with Sanders before or after he met with Bloomberg? After. Yes. That, yeah, that, was, that was an easy one. Yeah, he, he met with Bloomberg in, uh, on February 17th. Uh, 2021, I I searched Google News. I don't think that meeting was ever reported. Um, and then he met with both de Blasio and Sanders on uh, the 19th. I wonder why you met with Bernie. I don't know. I mean, Bernie is the chair of the budget committee, so he, he, he did meet with a lot of lawmakers. I will say that. He met with a fair number of lawmakers, and... Uh, yeah, it wasn't just Bernie by by any stretch of the imagination. <clears throat> Question 12. Back to the de Blasio meeting with Buttigieg. That was reported in the media. De Blasio said he discussed which transportation policy issue with the secretary. Hint, this policy was pioneered by the city of London under then-Mayor Ken Livingstone. Um, what free, policy? Free fares? Transportation no. fares? It, it's, the, uh, it's kind of the opposite direction. It's a congestion charge. Oh. It's where you, uh, when you want to take a car into, a, a, into an area that's highly, there, there's a high volume of traffic and you have to pay, and the idea being that fewer people will take their cars in. Honestly, it's not the worst idea. Um, I've been to London once and I had to pay to use the transportation system. So that was a dumb answer by me. <laughs> yeah, but you probably never drove in a car. So you might not have known about the uh, the congestion charge. All right. Question 14. The White House. to the end here. Yes, we are. Three more. The White... the... Yes. The White House official who by name had the most scheduled meetings with Buttigieg worked on Wall Street before joining the Biden administration at BlackRock, which is the world's largest investment firm with some $10 trillion in assets under management. What is the name of this White House official who was on Buttigieg's schedule the most by name in terms of White House officials in the first few weeks? Hmm. 
Former uh, BlackRock guy. Ronald Klain? Did he used to work at BlackRock? I don't... Good guess. It was Brian Deese. Uh, uh, he, did, yeah. he, did meet, he did meet with Klain twice. He met with Deese thrice. Um, now I have to look up Klain to see if Klain also worked for BlackRock. But I don't think he did. <laughs> no, I don't think I he think did. he's always been kind of a dem operative. Yeah, he was uh I think he was a lobbyist to be fair between the Obama and Biden administrations, but um Oh no, he he lobbied for Fannie Mae during the uh the housing bubble. So, well done Ron Klein. Now I'm just kind of curious as to what he did between uh, Biden and Obama. But his Wikipedia page does not list him as a BlackRock guy, so we don't have to worry about that and worry about the question being too general. So I was wrong. Yes, you were wrong. Um, You were definitely wrong. You were unequivocally wrong. (laughs) Okay, so now we are on question 15. So Buttigieg only had one meeting with the labor leader, as as we said, um, Richard Trumka, RIP. But on March 2nd, 2021, Buttigieg was briefed on one labor issue that has impacted supply chains during the pandemic. What industry did this briefing cover? I'm going to say the airline industry again. It was trucking. It was a truck trucking labor briefing on March 2nd, 2021. All right. Got another one wrong here. Not finishing strong. <laughs> well, it's okay. Limping um, across here. Finally, question 16. Days after he was sworn in, Pete gave an interview to Axios on HBO where he discussed two different types of automobiles, self-driving and electric, which one of these two did he receive a policy briefing on after? Between self-driving and electric? Yeah. Self-driving? Correct. All right. That happened on February 25th. Of note, he also had a briefing on unmanned aerial systems on February 22nd, a.k.a. drones. No electric vehicle briefing in the first few weeks. Uh That might not necessarily be a bad thing because maybe if he had wanted one or received one, it would have had something to do with Elon Musk. Uh, I don't know. Um, Electric vehicles also, it's a bit of an older technology than self-driving cars. Um, So I don't know, maybe the, the need to get up to speed was not as urgent. I will credit Pete. I will give him this credit. The first policy briefing he had was on high-speed rail on February 4th. So I guess he's a train boy. Um, Well, he ain't done much follow-up on it. That's true. (laughs) That is certainly true. So Uh, so what I get, were you keeping track or no? I I was keeping track. Let's see. Let me me count up here. That was a good job with the questions. You did a a good job crafting them. Okay, you got 50%. Only 50%. I thought I did better than that. 
Damn. Well, right. you know, like I said, some of them were like shot in the dark the way I worded them. And um, I would say 50% is pretty good. I, obviously, it's a failing grade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we're not grading by the failing U.S. public edu- well, or the <laughs> U.S. education system. Since so. it's only me, we're grading on a curve. So that's a C. <laughs> so if you got better than 50%. And again, there's no way whatsoever we have of verifying whether or not you did actually do better than Sam. But, you know, it, assuming you were playing along at home, um, reach out. Tell us tell us how you did and uh, how badly you beat Sam or how badly he beat you. Yes, I really care. Send me a DM. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like I said, next week I might follow or, or like I intimated next week i will likely uh file some follow-up foyas on some of these meetings especially the bloomberg meeting because what the hell and didn't you uh file something else this week i did file something else this week gotta keep the um gotta keep the records the records machine churning i uh it was about a story i talked about uh we talked about two weeks ago it was in the news it was about the uh the FDIC asking banks that it insures for information about its crypto-related activities because, quite frankly, it said that uh, these could be very risky and it is trying to figure out what the hell is going on. So I asked the FDIC for records related to that um, request for information. All right. Well, we'll report back on all this stuff next week. Thank you, Sam Knight. Good job with the quiz. Yeah. <laughs>